a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to this episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We are today broadcasting on the occasion of Super Tuesday and Utah's first time participating in this important day. We are broadcasting live from the Marmalade branch of the Salt Lake City Library System. Why have we chosen this library? Uh, well, it's because just upstairs, this library is doubling as a polling location. I have, throughout the course of the past few hours, seen folks come in the door, uh, right past our broadcast location, up the stairs, cast their ballot, and come down the stairs and out the door with their I Voted sticker. It's a, I don't need to sound too sappy, but it is a, a beautiful thing to know that folks are taking time from their day They're showing up here at this polling location, one of many throughout the entire state, which are open tonight until 8 p.m. They're coming in, uh, they're marching upstairs, and they're using uh, their constitutionally granted right to to vote, uh, and they're doing so in these uh, primary battles right now as the two parties here uh, compete. Uh, amongst themselves uh, to select a nominee. Uh, There's a lot of excitement on the Democrat side, and we've covered that uh, at great length. And in fact, uh, later on in today's program, we'll continue the conversation of the battle amongst the the Democrats. And, you know, uh, while I have you, I want to hear what you have to say about uh, either the Democrat candidates or if you'd like to share with me your thoughts on the Republican side. We have a phone number set up for you to call uh, and leave me a 15-second message. Here's what's going to happen. 801-575-7668. Call that number. Take 15 seconds to present an argument for your candidate. At the end of the program, uh, Amy and Gustavo, they're going to take it all and they're going to give it back to me. And I will share uh, on the air what it is you have to say. It's your opportunity to speak out uh, on the air on behalf of uh, your candidate. Now, I mentioned that uh, much of the excitement today is taking place on the Democrat side. Well, it's not the only race. In fact, if you come in here as a Republican, uh, you can march upstairs and cast your ballot uh, on the Republican side in the Republican contest to receive the party's nomination for president. Uh, President Trump's not the only name on the ballot. In fact, uh, there's a ballot on the door. There are a number of names on there. Some of them have been crossed out. Uh, Folks have withdrawn. Uh, But one of the names you're going to see up there is Bill Weld, former Massachusetts uh, Governor, uh, Mr. Weld and I have spoken a a few times uh, in the past. Harvard and Oxford educated, served uh, under Ronald Reagan as legal counsel to the, or I'm sorry, served under Ronald Reagan as a U.S. attorney and before that serving as legal counsel to the House Judiciary Committee during the Watergate uh, saga. In 2016, in fact, he teamed up uh, with former New Mexico Governor Gary Johnson as uh, he ran for president as uh, his running mate. Uh, Then as a member of the Libertarian Party. Well, uh, Mr. Weld uh, currently is running for president as a Republican and uh, has in- enjoyed uh, some relative success. And he joins us on the phone now. Mr. Weld, sir, uh, how are you? Lee, 
It's great to be uh, with you. And I've got an I Vote sticker on here in Massachusetts. And I uh, really enjoyed my time uh, out in uh, Utah uh, recently and enjoyed my time with you as well. But everyone's very, well, very good. Here. The, the big day has finally come. It is an exciting day. Uh, let me ask you this. Before we get into a real conversation, I want you to uh, share uh, with the folks listening right now who maybe have not yet voted uh, why they ought to consider you, sir. Well, I'm an economic conservative. Uh, I was ranked the most fiscally conservative governor in the country during my two terms as governor of Massachusetts. Uh, I worked seven years in the Justice Department, so I'm really a lawman, and uh, I was under Ronald Reagan first as U.S. Attorney and then as Assistant Attorney General of the United States in charge of the criminal division. So the rule of law is very important to me. And one other uh, factor that is important to me is uh, the environment, uh, clean air, clean water, that sort of thing. Uh, And uh, so I I, uh, believe in that. and I believe we need to do something to make sure that we don't have the polar ice cap melt and have terrible atmosphere, terrible air. And uh, I know that can be uh, an issue even in Utah. So there's some of my some of my differences with Mr. Trump. Sure. Uh, l- let me ask you this, and this comes down really to uh, logistics and history. Uh, there, there is very little uh, reason to believe, uh, or certainly even less precedent set for uh, individuals to challenge an incumbent president from within their uh, own primary uh, or within their own party. Incumbent presidents uh, rarely ever lose their party's uh, nomination uh, in the, the primary setting. Why? Let me ask you this. Why, why embark in this uh, to some seemingly uphill battle? Well, there have been five times out of the last ten presidents who are running for re-election where they had a primary challenge. And in every single one of those cases, the president wound up losing. He didn't lose in the primary, but he lost in the general uh, general election. And the most recent example that I'm very familiar with was George Bush, 41, uh, had a primary from Pat Buchanan, and he was way, way ahead. He was 91% favorable after the Gulf War that he fought successfully. This is the father, not the son. And right. uh, he wound up losing. So you never, you never know in politics. And I feel very strongly about uh, economic conservatism, and uh, I think uh, uh, conservation uh, is is a good thing. I think free trade uh, is a good thing, uh, and um, uh, so so th- those are some of the issues that I'd like to tackle. And uh, you, you, know, you know, I was a two-term governor. One one of the differences between me and the president is uh, I always had sort of a calm governing style, very uh, comfortable in my own skin. And the president is, uh, boy, he's a thrill a minute. <laughs> sure. uh, not, not always for the best, I think. But, uh, Let me ask you this. You, you mentioned this. Features, I think. Bring to the table. You talk about this economic conservatism. Oh, what do you bring to this race, uh, uh, which you would view as, as a better approach to things than uh, the current president? Well, uh, I was ranked uh, the most fiscally conservative governor in the country by both the Wall Street Journal and the Cato Institute during my time in office. And that's important. That's taking care of the people's money. Uh, my, my motto always has been uh, there's no such thing as government money. There's only taxpayers' money. And I think everyone in Washington, including the president, has totally forgotten about that. The poor taxpayer is kind of left behind. And, and they think the people down there think it's their money because they own a printing press and they're going to spend as much as they like. And beyond a certain point, 
that's a national security issue because if we keep running these trillion-dollar deficits, we're really relying on the Chinese and other countries to come buy our Treasury bills. The Commonwealth of Massachusetts, when I took over, was technically bankrupt. It could not pay its bills as they matured. And that can happen to the United States if we continue a trillion dollars a year of deficit. So that's a sharp difference between me and the president. Well, what's the long game for Bill Weld, sir? How, how long do you stay in this race? Are you in it to the end? Well, we have uh, big states coming up, not just today. We've got uh, Michigan is uh, the 10th. That's a week from today. We have Florida, which is a big one, uh, two weeks from today. So, you know, we'll see what tonight brings. But uh, I've really enjoyed uh, uh, getting around the country. And uh, it's not just Utah that I have uh, pretty high on my list. I spent a day in Washington last week with uh, Evan McMullen, who uh, is uh, an LDS LDS guy, ran uh, ran very well in Utah, got over 20 percent of the vote uh, last time around. Uh, And uh, in Vermont, I've been endorsed by Governor Phil Scott. Uh, Evan has also endorsed me in Utah, uh, and I've got my home state of Massachusetts on the ballot today. So we've we've got our hands full here tonight and uh, and going forward. Governor Welch, sir, I'm grateful to you for for your time. I'm grateful to you for coming onto these airwaves, sharing with the folks here in Utah uh, why they might want to consider uh, an alternative to the president, sir. Uh, best of luck to you today on this Super Tuesday. Okay. Thanks a lot, Lee. Okay, bye bye. All righty, very good. Uh, we're going to continue our coverage of Super Tuesday. A few more segments left in today's episode of Live Mike. In the next segment, we're going to speak to a representative from the Bernie Sanders campaign. That's ahead here on this program. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and you're listening to KSL News Radio.